This is Hers and Hers and His, a Threes Company podcast. I'm Tucker. I'm Matteo. And I'm Jinx. Every now and again, I'll lose a button around my belly, and I'll notice it, and I'm like, whoa, how long has that been like that? How long has that been busted out? Yeah. Who's been looking at my belly when I'm not sucking it in? Right? How vulnerable. So mad. So mad. Stupid Mm. buttons. That's why I layer, layer, layer. I know it is. It's too cold for me to be wearing this. Jem was wearing a sweater at work today, and I was like, "Oh, it's that time. I should be wearing sweaters." Are you yeah, wearing a sweater? You get away with it now. I am, but generally, I'm going to say yeah. you can't really layer in LA because it's been so hot here for you know months and months. Uh, <laughs> reason I don't live there. Just you another know, reason. Just another. <laughs> he says that like he has a notebook full of reasons. I did. I compiled a notebook. When I live there. So why I don't live <laughs> there. Why I'm not notebook. staying here. And then I changed every title to after I left. <clears throat> Matthew, do you know that I worked for a sample sale in LA when Tucker lived there? What? Who? For who? There. Billion Dollar Babes. It was some like fashion sample company <laughs> that just did like size zero samples of garments. And I worked this like setup for a big sale and they were like, okay, now everyone has to put on their billion dollar babes t-shirt. And they handed out all these t-shirts and they were like three inches wide. Oh no. They were all skinny LA freakazoid fashion ladies. And I was like, here's my boobs in this t-shirt. And I had to put it on anyway. And then I quit the next day. Yeah. You did? Yeah. I worked there for one day. Oh boy! I mean, it was only going to be a couple days. Yeah, anyway. it, was, it was like it was like a weekend or something. Yeah, just that's more of like a forty-eight dollar babe, I would say. All the yeah. other, I had yeah. that T-shirt for a long time though. Hmm. Why? I don't know. Hey, T-shirts of all cute. It's a billion-dollar babe. On it. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Just time. I have a T-shirt like, says. Four hour ice cream truck driver. Yeah, Tucker was an ice cream truck driver for four hours. Four hours. What what did you guys get these jobs and then quit them so fast? Um where? Because oh, we're poor. <laughs> yeah. <'cause we're> poor. <laughs> um, uh, I've had dozens of jobs. He used to um, dig graves. Well not the actual graves. I I I he dug the tombstones. Yeah, we put we put monuments up. In cemeteries. Is that, the, is that the industry term? Monuments? So you don't yeah. say yeah. monuments. Yeah. Tombstones? Tombstones? Okay. Oh, interesting. No, no one says tombstone. Monuments. Monuments. Yeah, he worked for the monument company. I did. Um, but the uh, the ice cream truck was 
me and my friend Mark were, we decided that we'd look for jobs together. Yeah. We'd try and we were going to get in all sorts of adventures because we both needed jobs. But not that bad, obviously. But, because <laughs> I mean, I mean, I was, I was sleeping on a couch in, um, Shannon and Carl's house, apartment. So right. I, I didn't have a lot of expenses. Um, I mean, I oh. should have, but I, did, I needed to get a job so I could help out or get my own place. And uh, so me and Mark um, eventually, like, we, we applied to, like, sling trash was one thing. Yeah. And we were like, well, yeah, we can sling trash. And we were like, that doesn't sound like that much fun after a while. And then we found <laughs> ice cream truck drivers and we did it. And we went and uh, the old guy that ran this is out of this like trailer, like or like a storage unit basically. And there was all these trucks parked outside. And then he's like, all right. And he's got a map up of the area inside. And there's this one kid that's like 18 or something, but he's been doing it since he's 16, since he could drive. And he's like Serious. super like, yeah, like businessman. Like and he he's going to make uniform? money. No, there was no uniform, but he was oh. dressed, you know. A button down. Probably, or probably a polo or something, sure, that kind sure, of kid. Sure. Yeah, this was like, you know, 2000 or 1999 yeah. or something. And um, anyway, I, I'm i like, I don't know, I'll, I'll take this area. And so <clears throat> I get in my truck and... <laughs> and His ice cream truck. My ice cream truck. And I drive it, and I realize when I'm going down Capitol Boulevard, which has a hill, that the brakes are not good. <gasps> I'm like, whoa! And the whole thing feels like it's going to fall apart any minute. And it was awful. And then um, I got to the neighborhood I was supposed to go, and they were like, the slower you go, the more money you make. And so I went <laughs> is that true? As I is, that, is that a thing they say in the ice cream truck industry? Yeah, because sure, you got to wait. Gotta kids got to go sure get money. Kids can catch. You. Kids got to catch up with you. But you can't stop. That's true. Their it's not cool. I'd you hear that little music, and no, we you would just stop. lose our minds. Yeah, unless a oh, bunch yeah. of kids chase you down, then yes, you stop. Then you can stop. You do it. But uh, that never happened for me because nobody came out, and I, oh, I had to oh, I put really? gas. I had to put gas in it. You had to put your own gas in it because you're supposed to be able to like take it out of the. The money, money bag, and I didn't have any money, <laughs> and no one was coming. And my music box was busted, and so it was like, boom, 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 boom. it sounded awful. Like it was obvious that I was not an ice cream man, but a serial killer of some sort. <laughs> and, <laughs> and so I needed to get gas, and and I I went home for like you know half hour. And I was like, oh, okay. And I went and put like $5 of gas in it and drove around a little more. And then me and Mark were going to meet back at the ice cream place for uh, – ice cream place um, – for lunch. And um, I remember driving up and Mark sitting there already arriving and him just laughing so hard at me coming down the street in this oh, stupid God. ice cream truck. <laughs> and then um, we went in Mark's car to go – have lunch or whatever. And I said, I don't think I'm going back. <laughs> and he's like, I made like 25 bucks. He's like, yeah, I don't think I'll go back either. And so uh, uh, that was the end of my ice cream truck driving career. Wild. What are you going to do? Mm -hmm. I don't know. 
like 40 other things. I used to do wine tastings <laughs> at a winery. Oh, yeah. I don't know anything about wine. Nothing. Zero. And I was the person that like stood there and like poured wine for, for people and was like, this one has an oaky afterbirth. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. <laughs> no, that's not the right term. <laughs> <laughs> not at all. Well, that's why you weren't a wine taster <laughs> connoisseur for long. It's, and, it, and, oh. and the guy, the old guy that owned the winery was just drunk all the time. And he was like, just tell him, just tell him anything that sounds good. They'll believe it. It doesn't matter. Yeah. And I was like, all right, great. So I just made uh, shit up about honeysuckle and raspberries. Remember that time oh. I showed up for orientation to be a whitewater raft instructor? Yeah. What? Or not an instructor, but a tour guide. A tour guide, a whitewater rafting guy. I was like, oh, maybe maybe I'd do that. As if like suddenly I'd become outdoorsy or something. But it wasn't even we that. Thought it was gonna the work training was that I'd show up with all the other people that love doing this kind of shit and have been doing it all, you know, for years or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they're all I get it. I get in the, the bus and we go and th- we're just going to do the route on the river. Um, this is in West Virginia. Yeah. And um, and there's some like serious and, river in West Virginia. And so too. we're going to go uh, rafting and canoeing. Ugh. And basically then we're going to – they're going to pick us up at the extraction point and then we're going to go back. We're gonna do it again. Why? Train Why? Um, you know, so we learn it. You're training and everything. You learn, and the river. so people like me will go away. Yeah. And um, I got stuck in a canoe with this fucking asshole that would not stop dumping us in the water. Oh my god! <laughs> you like, were in a canoe. Uh, yeah, I had to be oh. in a canoe for a while, and he kept tipping us over, and I was getting so just. I was like, Why am I here? What am I doing? And I even got like some fucking sandals or something yeah, for it, which I am like, anti-sandal. Water, water Always have been. I hate and them. And then he got home from his first mm-hmm. day as a water raft guide. Let's be honest. First half day. First I didn't go back for the, for second, the second time. No. I was like, this isn't for me. I'm going to go home. <laughs> and he took his sandals, his muddy, dirty, muddy, dirty sandals. sandals. And left him right next to the front door, uh-huh. and they were there until we moved we out moved. of that house. I just had <laughs> and oh, I still man. do that. I had a pair of shoes on this weekend, and my mom bought me new shoes, and I took the shoes off, put the new ones on, and left them there for three days. <laughs> <laughs> you just take shoes off and leave them. I do. Okay, guys, this guys, is what a, the fuck are we talking about? about? This wow. is not at all what we're talking about. I don't even know what we're talking about. That's how Three's um, Company. We're here to talk about That's right. And it's a kickoff. It's a kickoff. That's right. Season oh five. God, episode right. one. What's season the five date? episode? I don't that's know. That's what I want to know. That's my whole problem. I don't have it pulled up. Oh, that's her whole Sometime in September, problem. I think. I would say. Just keep guessing and I'll find it. Um, I bet it premiered yeah. I got it. Sep- oh my god. What? What? October twenty eighth. It's what? Today. That's wow. crazy because well, that is very close to today, but also that's a long wait for the season five kickoff. I mean, especially in those days because they would order like twenty four episodes for a season, oh, so right. you could start in September and go all the way to like May or June. 
Yeah, they, they left off in May and they didn't come back until the end of October. Wow. Wow. Huh. Yeah. Oh, no, wait. I'm on the wrong episode, you guys. Oh, my God. <laughs> Jinx. Jinx, you're killing me. No, I'm not. No, she's no, not. not. No, she's I forgot not. the name of it. Oh, that no, was I'm right. Not. I'm on the right episode. Okay. The name of the episode is Upstairs, Downstairs, Upstairs. Right. Yes. Okay. All right, Woo. kicking off a new season. This is our season five premiere, season I guess, of this podcast. Oh, oh yeah. Congratulations, everybody. Thanks. On listening to this. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, and I'm doing it. Yeah. 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 Oh, and you guys, too. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, let's see. Last, last season, you oh, predicted. No. That this was a long time premiere. ago. Back yeah. in May. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You said upstairs, downstairs, upstairs was about. Okay. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Until Jack gets a job, possibly as an ice cream truck driver, something like that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or whitewater raft instructor. <laughs> <laughs> right. He can't afford rent with the girls, so he moves in with Larry. And Larry's amorous waves drive Jack out. And the girls <laughs> already have a third female roommate. Oh, shit. And so Jack has to move in with RF. <gasps> it's a great episode. Oh, that is it's a, a good great episode. episode. I would I would watch that. I would watch that. Yeah, I would. Yeah. I love I love how you <laughs> bring Larry in every time. You I love Larry. Pull in a Larry. <laughs> oh yeah, know? love Larry. <laughs> My favorite part right, of every right. episode is when Larry gets into the bumper car with uh, mm-hmm. Paul Rudd in a mustache. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Oh my god! Totally, that's definitely the best part because he doesn't. He's talking to Paul Rudd in the mustache and doesn't even notice he's a man until the turn around. Yeah, <laughs> until the camera busts him. Like, Whoa! I didn't know people <laughs> oh, knew I was into that. Whoa! Hey. I had no idea. Oh, I don't no. like that guy. No. no, 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 no. That's not what I was trying to do. Mm-mm. Okay. All right. Let's get into this episode. Upstairs, downstairs, upstairs. Season five finale or premiere now. premiere. Oh, I was Prem- jumping ahead. Premiere. Premiere. <laughs> okay. We start in the kitchen. Okay. Jack's in the kitchen getting some sh- shit out. Larry comes in the apartment. He's like, Jack. He's like, I'm in the kitchen. Larry Larry's comes wearing in. wearing his theater outfit. Yeah. Yeah. He's got his turtleneck on. And his corduroy jacket. His corduroy jacket. And he's got to go up to Frisco. For some legal issues, from Frisco. for regard Frisco regarding the Carlos. Who says Frisco? Nobody. <laughs> Only people with herpes say Frisco. Yeah. Oh, that's how, that's how you know. That's how you know. Interesting. Mm. Well, okay. this tracks. Okay. I believe Larry has herpes, <laughs> and his legal trouble oh, yeah. is that he sold a yeah. girl a car that didn't run. Yeah. So he's got to go, and he wants Jack to watch his plants. I don't think Larry has any plants. No. There's no plants. No. But he really wants uh, Jack to take his date, Mm -hmm. who is his boss's niece. Oh, I didn't even catch that. Yeah. And uh, her name is Denise. Denise, yeah. The boss's niece. And Denise. <laughs> Denise. Come on. Here you know on what? the premiere episode. You know Denise. what? That is, that is exactly why she's named Denise. 
Mm. Exactly oh, it. You got yes. it. Yeah. You hit it. You hit it. They just they just did a big line and they were like, Denise. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, good one. <laughs> and he says, uh, uh, and Jack's like, I can't do that. The girls would kill me. I've had three girls up here the past three nights. And he's promised them that he's promised Janet and Chrissy he's going to make them dinner. They're going to have a nice night together. He can't go off with the boss's niece. Not Denise. Not Denise. (laughs) And as they're they're discussing this, they move into the apartment uh, from the kitchen. And Larry gets on the phone. Mm -hmm. And he's like, you got to talk to her. Uh, He goes, you'll see. And he, he calls her. And puts Jack on and she's French. <gasps> Be still my heart. You know how Jack loves speaking French. Yeah. He's a French <laughs> chef. He That's even true. loves French dressing. He does. Yeah. Oh, gross. Um he gets What is oh, French dressing? What is that flavor? It is um vinegar, oil, sugar, ketchup. No. That's it. Mm. Oh God, that's not true. Is that real? Is that right? That's yeah, true. And I, yeah, I've made it's it. And good. when you make it at home, it's fucking great. Mm. No, <laughs> it's I really good. Got to, you know what? When you say stuff like that, then I have to make it. Ah, it's good. Oh, it's so oh, good. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it's just ketchup and oil and shit. Okay. Anyway, Jack anyway, is on the phone with Denise. She's podcast. she's French, and she gets so excited by a good meal. You buy a good meal. Oh, <laughs> a good the the, 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 the second best thing, second or the best. second sexiest thing a man can be in her country is a good chef. What's the first thing? I can love it, of course. That's not funny. That's not even a joke. Whatever. Yeah. Well, no, Fine. it's not funny, but Jack's all... And he loses all control of his faculties. Yeah, he, he eats the pants. phone for a minute. Yeah, he's just... You know, we haven't seen Wervert in a long time now. Oh, you're and right. You're right, and I don't miss him, and no. I like <laughs> instead... The Jack that gets discombobulated, he's so he's so His taken. His knees give out, and yeah, he like wobbles. Yeah, mm-hmm. agree. Yeah, it's better. Um, and so you know, of course, he gets so lost in all of this that he agrees to have dinner with her that night. That she's going to come over, and he hangs and up. He says, "How soon can you be here?" Right, right, like come on over. Yeah, and he apparently and, she means she it. means business. But he's like, what have I done? How many dates in a row have you guys ever had? Have you ever done four different people on four different consecutive nights? I've never really been on a date. Yeah, I never really dated. Oh, okay. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Daters. There goes that. We're not not so much daters. We're We're not really daters. We went out on our first date, like our our yearly date the other night. We went on our yeah. Jinx told me the other night. So yeah. cute. Oh, so, you know cute. we, so we don't, don't do go often. out. Yeah, and we yeah. didn't and like. I went out on my first date to the movies mm-hmm. in high school, and then after that, I don't think I ever went out on a date. No. Okay. Well, yeah, I probably went out on a couple, but mostly it was like I would meet someone, and then we'd hang out, and then we just you know 
move in together. together. Yeah. Yeah. And then we do everything together, which I guess are dates, but it's not like I was dating. Oh, I just usually slept with someone and then they never moved out. Hmm. Hmm. (laughs) That's another way to do it. Um, Sure. Um, Anyway, what has he done? And then Larry's like, uh, you know, good luck, whatever. Oh, and and Jack's like, but she's she's a knockout, right? Or whatever. And he's like, Larry, I don't know. I've never seen her. I've never met her, he says. Yeah. And then he he leaves to an applause break. An applause break. Yeah. Yeah. People love Larry. People Fantastic. love Larry. Told you. Yeah. You gotta. Crowd loves Larry. And as he's leaving, the girls enter. Right. And uh, Jack's like, okay, I got to figure out how to break this to him. And so he goes in with like, how's your day been? And holy shit. Yeah. Chrissy goes into the other room, but Janet, oh, she has had a day. Janet, listen. Okay. Here's what I have to say about Janet. Mm-hmm. Janet has one fucking job. Yeah. And it's to yeah. take flower orders and then send those flowers to the person who ordered them. Yeah. That's or right. the person that they instruct them to or whatever correct that's and correct she does the thing where she sends the wrong arrangement to oh. a funeral and a wedding uh, yeah and so they're totally inappropriate totally great. inappropriate what a day what a goddamn day she had she but, dressed like a businesswoman and she sold she dressed flowers. like a businesswoman <laughs> in that <laughs> cute and, red romper yeah. And her little hair, so and not so not a drop of plant juice or a leaf or a petal or dirt. No, not nothing. Even like a spritz of water got on no her. Plant. She is the most masterful flower arranger that has ever walked the face of the earth. And good for Janet. Good for her. Yeah, yeah. Good for her. What technique? Okay, then Chrissy. Chrissy's had oh, but, a hell of a day. But the thing that got her through. Was, was having dinner, dinner with Jack. With Jack and Chrissy. And Chrissy's had a hell of a day because she ran into two I, people that I didn't I forgot to get their names. That was silly. Jim and Maureen. I never understand Something why. Like they that. picked Something. the most random names. That's why they're so forgettable. Yeah. And she, and they offered they offered her two tickets to the Eagles concert. To the yeah. Eagles in nineteen eighty. She got yeah. tickets to the Eagles concert, and she'd rather go eat at home in her at apartment that she shares roommate. with two roommates. At their, I like, fold-out table. Well, <laughs> I'm with sure. her. I'm with her. I'll stay and eat dinner. In 1980, Fuck even? the Eagles. Ugh. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> okay. the Eagles. I have a what you do? Yeah. Is that real? Is this it real? Is real? It's very real. Why? Well, I don't care for their music very much, but <gasps> I also have this thing where <laughs> <laughs> and I hate I can't stand Don Henley. But also <gasps> are you I think the, most the, most the eagle overrated. Who flies the highest. Oh, what? He's the overrated. worst. The worst. Wow. Okay. So spit coffee everywhere. So in the mid nineties, you might remember hell yeah. freezes over. over. Yes. Got back together. Yeah. These dinosaurs got back together and they went out on the road in the mid nineties. Or or legends of rock. Legends of rock. 
Legends of easy listening. Yeah, for real. Monsters of easy listening. Oh boy! And they they charge in in. We looked this up because I was, I, yeah. We were talking about concert tickets and how crazy it is. And I was, you know, in the '90s, I was all like, "I'm going to all the punk shows," and I'm like, "Tickets should be five, ten dollars." That's it. That's how much they were for shows that I like to go to. So then here come these baby boomer assholes getting back together to rob their generation who's now grown into a bunch of sellouts. And my dad, who's never had a stable job, is working and he's doing pretty good, but he cannot manage any money. We never have any money. We are broke. We're about to get evicted from our house all the time, our apartment all the time. And he goes and buys four Eagles tickets at $100 a piece in the mid-90s. And we looked this up. Bravo, sir. That is a commitment to rock and roll. And I think that that's where everything went south was with those motherfuckers. (laughs) Do you know know how much it cost to see Michael Jackson in 1988? In the no. height of his fame, post thriller on the bad tour. No. Twenty two fifty. Stop. Which even adjusted for inflation was less than fifty dollars today. Yeah. Stop it. Is that true? Is that yeah. true? Yeah. yeah. And the Eagles were charging a hundred dollars in the mid nineties. Which know, is like do you know three hundred four dollars? Yeah. There is a measurable effect. Like part of the reason we are suffering through inflation is because of how much people will willing to pay for Taylor Swift's tickets yeah this is what brought this on because yeah because someone said that that it's great how she makes her tickets affordable because you know after fees it was only 150 or 200 dollars but that's (laughs) not what people paid that's not what people paid paid. they paid like five thousand that's what you pay if you're one of the people that gets in there early and actually gets it from the place but then they go okay, on wait. the open market and then they're like <laughs> fucking nuts. That is, okay, that is definitely not what we're here to talk about. So she didn't end up going to the Eagles concert. Why? Well, because you wanted Eagles. to. Have- <laughs> and and I would what? have eaten with Jack and Chrissy and Janet over that right. any day, right. no you matter know, what. I know. I now also hate the Eagles, and I hope everyone at home also now hates the Eagles. <laughs> the Eagles but- ruined everything. <laughs> Well, and that's why Chrissy didn't want to go. Oh, Eagles fans, why don't you? The direct do line from fans. Hell Freezes Over to Eras. Oh, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so. Okay, so then. Don't get me so started. Then Jack's on like, okay. well, why don't you go? Like, go get ready and you're yeah. going to miss the show. And she's like, no, because I can see the Eagles anytime. But I tonight I'm having dinner with my roommate. Which is insane. I mean, let's pretend it's not the Eagles. You can't just see some big band anytime, Chris. Right, that's true. Come on. It should have been Peter Frampton. We know what a big fan she is. She loves Peter. Uh, That would have been great. That's unbelievable. Unbelievable, yeah. Um, So they – so, yeah, she turned that down. So the girls go to freshen up and uh, and, and they're talking about how, oh, sometimes Jack can be – sometimes you can be so sweet. Chrissy says to Jack as she goes into her room and Jack's like, "Ah." and so he goes into the kitchen and then immediately, like after they've gone into their room, he sneaks back out to try to call Denise (laughs) to uh, try to cancel 
the date. But he starts actually he starts dialing her name. Yeah, D E N. Yeah. <laughs> and then Wait, can I say that I am a girl and I don't even know what I don't I don't know what freshening up is. I don't know what people do when they say they're going to go freshen up. Oh, I thought that was I thought that was something. cocaine. I I don't know. I don't know what the fuck it means. Like is it like um is it like they're going to put on more makeup or something? I don't know. I think they like stage the like around their face and boobish oh. area. Mm. They say the boob, the boobish area, boobish area, the boobish, <laughs> the boobish. <laughs> you must freshen your boobish, boobish. before dinner. Huh. Yeah, I don't know. I've never known. And when people are like, "Oh, the girls are just freshening up," mind if I freshen up? And I'm mm-hmm. always like, "What the fuck are they doing?" Like, Maybe that's just code for take a take a huge deuce. <laughs> Yeah. Oh so they both went into their bathroom to take a huge shit <laughs> into uh, their bedroom. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. Anyway, uh, ding, anyway. dong. ding dong. He's trying to call her, but ding dong. Mm-hmm. He goes to the door, and wouldn't you know it, it is Denise. And like three minutes has passed. Yeah. She's, Denise is right? there, lickety split. Yeah. She must I, live. Okay. Regal exactly. Are yeah. Sure oh. Hey, no. Matteo, tell yeah. us about Denise. Oh crap! That's my cue. Gee whiz. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's see now. Denise was played by actress uh, <clears throat> Marie Lauren, who was born in uh, Quebec City. She's Canadian. Oh, um, she is French. Wow. Now. She has an interesting resume in that um, she is listed as a writer on a short film that has yet to come out as of 2023. Like, she's still in the business. She gets her start all the way back in 1980 on Three's Company. This is her first thing that she ever did. Yeah, then she goes on to be on The Love Boat, Heart to Heart, The Greatest American Hero. Uh, but then things start to go awry because then she's in something called Matt Houston. Then Masquerade, where she also plays French girl. Uh, then in The Lonely Guy, Creature, Talking Walls in 1987, a show called BL Striker, which sounds like TJ Hooker, please. What a ripoff right. in 1989. Uh, then she's in a short film. Uh, sorry, that was in 1989. Then she doesn't get anything till, anything till 1995, and she's in a TV movie called Burial of the Rats, where she plays a character named Rat Woman. What? Oh. And then from 1995 to 2017, nothing. Until she gets in a short film uh, titled That M.F.er, uh, which we, I'm not going to say. Uh, then she's in, 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 in 2017, right? From 1989 to 2017, nothing. Until huh. – and then in 2017, she gets on one, two, three, four, five, six different projects. And wow. then uh, in 2018, another short film. Uh, in 2019, something called uh, The French Teacher where she plays a character named Cleo. And now she's uh, coming out in this movie called The Uncanny, which is uh, slated to come out this year in 2023. What a career. Wow. I can't explain it. That woman. <laughs> Hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. The lonely guy. Yeah. Wow. Oh, I missed that. Yeah. 
Well, she's so French. <clears throat> well, she is. Yeah. That accent really so, came and went, I got to say. <laughs> it did. It really did. <laughs> it did. Well, she is at the door. Yeah, there and she Jack is. And is. like, she's in like a turquoise terry cloth jumpsuit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's really, with it's that really blown out hair. Yeah. With yeah. It's a cute look. Yeah. And uh, Jack kind of takes her outside and shuts the door. So they're out on the like landing area there, the top of the stairs. And uh, which is apparently the middle of the stairs because she has to go back down to go to Larry's. I think anyway, his, stairs, yeah, that was, his stairs go somewhere else. I think. Yeah. Like yeah. they branch off or something. Yeah. Yeah. Weird. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. Um, so he takes her outside and he says, you know, we, we can't, you can't have dinner here tonight. And she starts crying. And uh, oh, oh, maybe this... you left me locked in here with the murderer. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so then he he's like, you know, no, I just meant we can't eat here. Why, why don't you go up to Larry's? And here's the key. Right. Go up right. there, and I'll bring up the the dinner. But my roommate's roommate sick. sick. That's why he can't. He's yeah. roommate's sick, and. And she's kind of, I can't remember what she says to him, but she says something that's real sexy or something. Super French and sexy. He makes some great noise that made me laugh both times we watched it. Yeah. And then uh, as she goes away, he falls, he like leans back on the door and falls into the apartment. He does like a back rollover. Yeah. It's some classic clowning. Yeah. And then clowning. I can't believe that's a thing people think they do. Yeah. I mean they do it, all right. Doing. But I just it's so weird to me. It's yeah. a whole scene, girl. Like it's <laughs> it goes deep. It goes <laughs> don't I'm not even gonna mess with it because mm. they I'm, you know, I have respect for those people. I'm not gonna say I'm frightened and scared. I'm gonna say I have respect. That's that's different yeah. than Okay. Yeah. All right. Sure. Um so then, then Chrissy comes in and she's like, "Who's at the door?" And he's like, "Oh, it's it was Larry. He's he's sick. He's got the Asian flu, Ugh. which sounds kind of Trumpy." Yeah, it's a little um, Trumpy. It, it, it does. I was like, uh, "Is that COVID? Are they talking about COVID?" We're talking about COVID. <laughs> yeah. And Chris uh, Company Fork told everything. Yeah, exactly. It's nothing. So he's gonna go put the chops on. So he goes into the kitchen. And he starts the chops mm-hmm. and then he gets, he goes looking for more food because he's got to make another dinner now. And he finds. Because the whole plan now, he has, we surmise, is that he's going to make dinner for the girl upstairs while yeah. he's making dinner for the girls downstairs. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. And. To clarify. <laughs> right. And he, he finds some uh, frozen burger patties in the freezer. He starts putting those on. He's like, all right, hamburgers. I'll make those. I love that, like, in the 70s, people called them hamburger sandwiches. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Hamburger they sandwich. did? Yeah. Like, on old menus, it'll say, like, hamburger sandwich, 75 cents or whatever. Yeah. I'm, I'm dead. I never heard. I, I missed that, I guess. Um, so mid-Atlantic. And so then, uh, oh, and we get to see one of their uh, plates that I love. I love those. Oh, plates. this yellow, the ceramic with the yeah. yellow and the flex in mm-hmm. the ceramic. Ah, yellow flowers. Plates. 
Um, I just felt like everybody had those plates. Yeah. But um, and then Janet comes in, and uh, he's he's like she goes to um to a plate of egg rolls that Jack has made apparently, mm-hmm. and he says, "Oh no, I'm taking those up to Larry." Yeah. Because she's like, egg rolls? And he goes, yeah, well, he has the Asian flu. Right. So, okay. So he runs out of the house with the egg rolls. Oh, my God. (laughs) I just realized how much we still have ahead of us. Oh, yeah. He's got to go upstairs, downstairs, downstairs, upstairs, upstairs, downstairs, downstairs, downstairs. Okay. All right. So then we're in Larry's. Jack enters. uh, Denise is in there. Um, Just looking at Larry's stuff. Yeah. Yeah, she's just having a look see. Sure. Which I noticed I told Tucker I was like, you notice that like Larry's apartment, it's still kind of bachelory, but it's not nearly as sleazy looking as it used to be. Yeah. It true, true. Yeah. yeah. It's cleaned up a little it's cleaned bit. Cleaned up a bit. Larry's cleaned up a bit. Yeah. Larry's really grown. Yeah, he really has. <laughs> um since he joined that book club and started taking that class at the center. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, they, they you know it's just more of the same but of course jack's you know getting more and more frazzled and he hands her the egg rolls and he's like i have to go get the dinner mm-hmm. <sighs> so we go back to the apartment janet and chrissy are talking about how great jack is can oh, you believe you know he's just the best jack making is dinner for funny. us and Helping his best friend Larry in his oh, time of need. Jack's so great. Hey, Jack. And, um, and then she says this thing that I think is so weird. She goes, why don't you just sit down and take a load off? I'm like, well, then who's going to cook your dinner? Yeah. Yeah. But then they go into the kitchen. Are they planning on cooking the dinner now? I have no That's idea what's happening. happening. Yeah. And so they leave Jack, who's, you know, a little out of breath, I guess, by now. And uh, Ding Dong, Uh-oh. he's like, <gasps> Denise. And so he gets up and he runs to the door and it's not Denise. It's Doreen. It's Doreen. <laughs> Get it? Doreen. Doreen. At the door. At the door. Mm-hmm. Come on. Doreen. You- Doreen. Oh, my God. Jinx. Have you cracked <laughs> some kind of code? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How I much have. cocaine did you do? Okay. I had, I had this a lot act- to get on the level, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I bet <laughs> this actress who plays Doreen is played by actress Lee Crawford, who was born October third. Uh, wow, which is her birthday, nineteen fifty, in Burbank, here uh, in California, just uh, three stops okay. up the freeway here. Um, now she gets her uh, start in nineteen seventy six on a TV series called Bronk. Bronk. Oh, uh-huh. these procedurals. And then she goes on to play <laughs> and we, we've got each other. In 1980, she's on an episode of Different Stroke. She plays a character named Robin. Then The Facts of Life uh, in 1980. And then she's on oh, Three's yes. Company. Yeah. And then the next year, she gets One Day at a Time. She's on two episodes, uh, plays two different characters. And then she does nine episodes between 1973 and 1982 of The Young and the Restless. And then she's on a TV series called Father Murphy in 1982 and never works again. Now, what's so interesting to me is that she's getting on ostensibly some of the biggest television shows of their of their day, iconic shows, and then just I guess leaves the business. I'm like, 
Hey, you were on a roll. Where did you go? Why did you stop? Her hair stopped because she had great early 80s hair. She did. And I don't think that hair kept going in the 90s. You had to Cindy Crawford. You had to Cindy Crawford. You did. You had to Cindy Crawford. If you weren't Cindy Crawfording, I'm still affected by it. I still think my hair needs to be really big, but not look like it's being big, but big. Hmm. It's crazy. (laughs) Cindy Crawford has really thick hair, and it's impossible to get that look if you don't have, like, structurally thick hair. Hair. It's so yeah. mean. <laughs> Not only is she, she is. impossibly beautiful, but she's got like a genetic like recessive trait for white girls. <laughs> Have you seen her lately? No. She's fucking gorgeous. Oh she's yes. Crazy. And her daughter is the spitting image of her. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. She's beautiful. How does she do Beautiful it? woman. It's some kind of mango puree or something. She's on late at night with her weird she's a, face she's cream commercials. A timeless, timeless beauty. Love okay, it. we're not here to talk about Cindy Crawford. What's no, going on? No. Um, oh, Doreen's there. Sure, yeah. Uh, she says, she, he's like, what are you doing here? She says, I'm here for dinner. And he says, oh, no, you're not. And he shuts the door in her face. And we go to commercial to rapturous applause. Yeah, so many applause. Yes. Yeah. There's so much applause before they cut off that I thought it was just another applause break and I was really confused. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah, speaking of commercials, yeah, Cindy Crawford has a line of face cream that I have on several occasions been like, I should get that Cindy Crawford face cream. Hmm. Oh, does it make you look like a, or smell like a sexy baby? Probably. Probably. Sexy mm. baby. I listened to that album. I finally heard that song. You heard that song, the Taylor Swift song, that where she says, on that Everybody's album. Sexy Babies? Yeah. Yeah, <sighs> I finally heard it. Literally, five seconds before she said that lyric, mm-hmm. I said, These lyrics are dumb. Yeah. And then she <laughs> said that. And then I kept listening and being like, I don't understand. No. These are not good songs and they're not good lyrics and she's not interesting. What is this cult about? I don't understand it. But anyway, you know, I think she I've no, never understood any of it. So. It's going to offend a lot of people and you know what? I I love Taylor Swift. How about that? Sure. I was there I was just go. prepared to jump in and take the Taylor Swift side just in case we needed it, but since Matteo did. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> you know, I don't know what I, I mean, about what, her, but what I, is she what does she contribute to the world this year? She 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 overstuffed the already overstuffed coffers of the NFL. Thanks a lot. Great work. You know what? She did she did really them up the NFL and I think that was funny I think that was hilarious <laughs> I loved it I was like oh I'm here to watch this it was amazing it was amazing I'm not gonna watch any of it no it's no. football anyway I'm not a fan <laughs> yeah, we, this isn't the wow. best Taylor Swift podcast either oh after the yeah. Eagles I mean who aren't we offending about, tonight yeah, right? My God. <laughs> we're supposed to be talking about commercials I, I listen I hear a lot of this kind of music because you know I've been listening to Olivia Rodrigo because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Francie and you know I had all these and I will take 
any Billie Eilish song over the entire catalog of Taylor Swift any day. Yeah, uh, I was just Billie thinking Eilish the other is the day. real deal, though. Yeah, yeah, Taylor Swift is not. I was just thinking She's the other day how lucky <laughs> we are that <laughs> that our kids listen to like to specifically. I was thinking Billie Eilish and not Taylor Swift. That yeah. was my. Mm. Was it another mm. one of those? It's banana one of those fleas? banana fleas. We got banana fleas. <laughs> Oh, what are banana fleas? Fruit flies. Fruit flies. <laughs> but I couldn't think of it, and I called them banana fleas. <laughs> yeah, there's banana fleas. <laughs> but there's oh, been there's one banana that went bad, and now we've had banana fleas around the kitchen. <laughs> Sorry Wonderful. about banana fleas. Just, oh, it's just a couple. I don't know how. Uh, I guess this isn't interesting. I thought it was interesting and it was what? commercial related. Is that it threw on, you know, the Golden Girls or whatever uh-huh. that you like to sleep to sometimes? Yeah, I like that. What's the commercials? <sighs> My favorite. I hate the commercials. Anyway, they were playing these, you know, it was Sky Rizzy or whatever it was. Sky Rizzy. And then yeah. suddenly it just shows the uh, the Tootsie Pop commercial with the owl the old one and it just and i was like oh is it part of a new campaign and it just plays it straight and then it went to another sky rizzy or whatever i was like they're just using the old commercial now it's weird Tootsie Pop that's so cool <laughs> yeah right that is cool like that's it. great yeah. wow they're still making tootsie pops oh yeah oh yeah go to yeah. any parade oh yeah you'll get a sack full of them Oh, we just we just got rid of our sack full of gay from Pride. Oh man, we had just a bag full of gay Pride flags and stickers and candy, oh, so and it was just stickers. the gayest bag. Bunch of <laughs> pastel like pink and blue ducks. Yeah, a lot of ducks. <laughs> they were passing out for some reason. <laughs> I don't know ducks. all sorts of stuff. Yeah, yeah. We just we just finally went through all that stuff. And you know, those kids would not give me a Kit Kat. No, no, it was mean. Oh God! No, no, I didn't ask corn. for anything else. I got a hankering for chocolate. Candy. What are you doing? They over put there? candy out Sorry. in the office downstairs, and today I went down twice to get chocolate. But also, <laughs> both times I went down, the same lady passed me both times and saw me eating chocolate, and I was just like, oh, "That's all I do." <laughs> oh, that's that chocolate eater. She just thinks I walk around here in this building and eat chocolate. Oh my god, guys, we got to get going. Okay, all right. Oh yeah, let's okay. go. Okay, back to the back show. Back from commercial break. Knock, 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 knock. Jack opens, steps out with Doreen. Yeah. Um, he can't have dinner with her tonight. His roommate is so sick. But she's a nurse, so she can take care of yeah. it. Yeah, or whatever. She's gonna oh. go to the. Uh, she's gonna go to the grocery or the drugstore and get some. Uh, what, Vicks matter. or whatever. She's gonna get something. And um, so she she takes off. Oh, and then she's like, uh, "I can take care of your roommate." And then I could spend the rest of the night taking care of you. Jeez, Doreen. Oh, right forward. (laughs) And so Jack, Jack's like, and now he's like, what can I do? What can I do? (gasps) Mr. Furley. Now we go to Furley's. Furley is gluing the handle on a beer stein. Yeah. And he's got a knock, knock, knock. Ding dong, ding dong, double ding dong. Double it's a double dong at the double door. Dong at the door. <laughs> Big old double dong. And breaks his stein and runs over. And it's stuck to his hand for a minute. It's glue. pretty great. 
And then great. Uh, he opens it up and Jack's like, Mr. Furley. And, and Furley says, Jack, I not now I'm busy. And he says, I know how busy you are making women fall in love with you. <laughs> Which is my new favorite thing to say yeah. to anyone who's busy. <laughs> That's great. That's great. And, um, and then Jack explains that, you know, Furley, we've got a problem here. You've gone and made Janet and Chrissy fall in love with you. What have you done, Furley? And uh, he's like, well, that they can't be in love with me. I'm old enough to be their older brother. And then. <laughs> Great line. He, and he's like, well, maybe, maybe I should talk to them and talk them out of this. And Jack's like, yeah, but call. And he's like, okay. So he goes to dial the phone. We go up to the apartment. Ring, ring, ring. Chrissy comes out of the kitchen. She's like, Jack, where are you? And she answers the phone. And uh, as Jax comes in all out of breath. And she, uh, RF wants them to come down uh, so they can talk to him. And Jack's like, oh, yeah, well, you know, Furley's been really depressed. I saw him and, you know, yeah. it's his 50th birthday and he's just feeling really – and maybe, you know, he just needs to feel loved. Furley maybe. gets depressed yeah. quite a bit. Right? That's he what sure I does. said. He was just depressed a couple episodes ago. Yeah. Well, he has chronic depression. Well. Yeah. This guy's it's depressive. So sad. Hey, it works I mean, once. wouldn't you be living under the thumb of Bart like that That's your true. whole life? So anyway, he sends – he's like, you know, uh, maybe you should take dinner down there and hang out with him. But don't mention this stuff. You don't know. talk about this birthday or anything. Then he's going to think you're just lie. there for that, you know. Right. But covering his ass. And then he sends them down. Chrissy takes down the uh, salad. And Janet takes the lit candles. Yeah, just doesn't blow them out or anything. Just no. carries lit candles. Just going to carry all the, the lit way candles. Down. Oh, Maddie is in Blair Witch now. Um, <laughs> and then <laughs> I said, because my husband just got home and my in-laws are with them and our baby girl. And they're all going to go parading through the door at any second. So I got to get out of the kitchen and come down to the TV room to have a little privacy so we can do this podcast. That's what's up. Gotcha. Okay. Whew. So he sends him there down. He runs into the kitchen. Now he's juggling dinners, you know? Yeah, he's got to make more food. Upstairs, downstairs, upstairs. Yep. Just name the, the titular. Game. The titular. Thing. And down at RF's Ding Dong, the girls are there, and everything they say is misconstrued by Furley. Yeah, they want to be close um, to him, and they just want to make him feel good. And yeah, weird oh, stuff like that. And he's, he's freaking out. No. God, you know, he's dying. He's not saying all over the place. <laughs> and um <laughs> not saying at the back of the apartment, Jack is uh he's exiting with a like a soup or something and it's, and it's chops. Not quite a soup. It looks it's like a like soup. It's like a wet salad. Like a tomato cucumber salad. Okay, maybe, but it looks super liquidy when he's eating it. Yeah. Um, anyways, got that on a tray and he's about he's walking out and he runs smack dab into Doreen, who's back from the drugstore. Whew. So then he's like, uh, come on in. My roommate already fell asleep. Leave him alone. I'll be right back. Yeah. He goes up to Larry's. 
and he comes in with the food and he's, you know, frantic and getting her hurried down onto the couch so they can eat. Ooh, and then he starts he's eating. shoveling food in his mouth. Yeah. Like, and she's like, don't you want to get to know my innermost blah, blah, blahs? And he's like, nope. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> and eventually he's like, oh, I forgot the broccoli. He runs out. Now we're at RF's and uh, RF is like in a roundabout way trying to convince them that he's too old for them. But, you know, not really. Never be direct because yeah. otherwise, how would everybody misconstrue everything you say? Right. Of course. So, of course. And it's, going, it's going both ways in this conversation. And then uh, Jack comes back to the apartment, goes in, gets the burgers, and he's leaving. Doreen's like, what, what are you doing? He's like, I'm taking these up to Larry. <laughs> she says, again? And he says, yeah, you know, starve a fever, stuff a cold. And you then <laughs> he takes off. And uh, down at Furley's. The- Hamburger sandwiches. Oh, hamburger sandwiches. Yeah, three of four of them, I guess. Three of them. Three of them. Yeah, yeah he doesn't have one. No. And so – RF, uh, down at RF's, the girls are pampering him and he's like, oh, <laughs> freaking out. And Jack enters and RF is like, oh, thank God you're here. And um, he makes him sit down with them and they're eating lamb burgers and they're saying how good it is. And But they're not really. It's just because they thought they were having lamb chops. Right. And, and he, he, Chrissy, Chrissy's like, what are these, lamb burgers? Yeah, that's a punchline. Yeah, it's so weird. It's so weird because it's like, yeah, lamb yeah, burgers are good. Lamb <coughs> Love lamb burgers. Oh, I do too. Yes. Lamb burgers are great. So good. And um, anyway, he's going to go get the dessert. And RF's like, no, you're not. And he sets him down back in his chair and he's like, you're going to stay right here next to me until we're done with dinner. So then Jack and, plays super gay yeah, all Jack, over Furley. Yeah. He acts gay and he calls him Mr. Furls at Furls, one point. Yeah. And, um, and then eventually, you know, that drives Furley to say, I thought you were going to go get the dessert. So Jack gets up, runs out of there, back to the apartment uh, he enters, he's a completely out of breath. And Doreen's like, are we going to have dinner tonight or what? And he's like, oh, yeah. And they kind of smooch Rooney or something for a kind second. Kind of, but then he's all out he's of breath all, still. Oh. And he drags himself into the kitchen. Goes into the kitchen and she says uh, something about uh, sh- the uh, chef. Basically that she wants, she can't wait to see what a chef produces like right but it's like, like erotically like, tinged or yeah. something and so then jack like re-emerges from the kitchen with some a plate of hot dogs so that's all he's got left at this point and um at this point uh ring ring and uh and he he picks up the phone and then he says that larry of course is feverish and wants some broccoli <laughs> so he has to go back to larry's <laughs> and then <laughs> So then at, uh, at Furley's, um, Ralph, uh, Mr. Furley has locked himself in his room. And um, the girls are outside saying things that he's misconstruing. And, oh, God. And then finally they're like, well, if you're not going to come out, we're going to go check on Larry too because Jack keeps checking on Maybe we should too. Then and, Mr. Furley's all like, well, then have fun in Frisco. Yeah, call me when you get to San Francisco. San Francisco. He says the whole thing. Say San because Fran. he does not have herpes. 
<laughs> that's that i certainly feel really out. bad about that rule of thumb mm-hmm. <laughs> do people say san fran probably <laughs> people well, say have all the sorts of crazy stupid stuff they have the clap yeah hmm. <laughs> you know, coming back. Oh, have you bet. heard about this i heard that's what now? sf syphilis is coming back that's what people like, that say oh SF. yeah syphilis is really big on right. the scene yeah it's really like like it's causing some problems because you don't sometimes don't have symptoms at all until mm. your brain just like rots away oh good <gasps> what yeah that's the thing with syphilis like it, yeah. that's the thing with syphilis. They always uh, say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what they say about syphilis? It's gone. It just you only know you have it because you can't make words anymore. <laughs> but like eventually, like eventually, it causes mental decline, and like people, you can't talk, and you can't, you don't have any. Ugh. <sighs> Everybody so get then, tested. So, anyway. Give me a call when you get to San Francisco, he says. Yeah. And the girls are like, San Francisco? And they're like, yeah, that's where Larry went. And they're like, what's going on here? And so they go up to see what's going on around here. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, up at Larry's, Jack's like, I'll go. I'm going to go get the dessert. And so he runs back downstairs. The chocolate mousse pie. The chocolate mousse pie. Which they both say as chocolate mousse pie. Chocolate mousse pie. That looks more like a cake. No, it looks like a chocolate mousse pie. Does it? With a chocolate crust. Hmm. Looks kind of raised like a cake, as I would recall. Yeah, it's but whipped I was cream. Thinking, oh, that's a lot of whipped cream, I guess. Cool. Yeah. Sounds delicious. Mm. Anyway. <laughs> Remember that time we ordered a pie because we talked about pie so much on the podcast? Yep. We should do that again. Someday. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, someday. Um, or a, so, or a back at the apartment. A what? Oh, right. The... Uh, Oh, the Vianetta? Vianetta. Vianetta. Why do I call it Cornetto? That's another I don't know. You know what that's a that that's a German ice cream treat. Yeah. Anyway, keep going. Mm, Sorry. Let's have that. Um <laughs> <laughs> let's see. Uh back at the apartment, uh the girls run in, they come in. And Doreen's waiting there and they say, who are you? And Doreen says, who are you? And then Jack runs in and runs straight to the kitchen, grabs the chocolate mousse pie, come running back out saying he's got to take this to Larry. <laughs> and he's all panting he's like, and running. Like, You're right back, Doreen. Hey, Janet and Chrissy. And then realizes they're all there. He's like, oh, great. <laughs> You're all here. I was, I was just, just about, about to explain. explain. That's so great. So he's busted. He's scrambling, and he's he's like, you know, and I forgot I had this day, blah blah blah, and I wanted to make you dinner and everything, and that's how I ended up making dinner for three girls and you and you, and and then Denise comes in. Make that four. Make that four. So he's like, this is where my story gets a little more complicated. And he's scrambling. <laughs> and as he's scrambling, he gets the chocolate mousse pie in the face from Chrissy. And then Doreen pours wine on his head. And then Denise puts that soupy salad. Soupy salad. <laughs> puts the soupy sails on his head. I was in a movie with soupy sails. I know. Well, I mean, I worked on it. I wasn't <laughs> And then um, Janet sticks a wiener in his mouth. 
Yeah, she sticks a wiener in his mouth. So gross. It's just yeah. a cold hot dog. Just There's nothing cold, worse. Because they still have that like wiener. square shape that the package makes them have. So yeah. they're kind of gross. <laughs> that's that's emasculating. <laughs> and they all <laughs> and they all leave him standing there like a fool. Yeah, he's just dripping. He's dripping with just what looks like Soupy salad. Whipped cream and vinegar. Yeah, it looks like gross. And then some red stuff. And he's chewing on the you know, like a cigar. Yeah. He's got a bowl on his head. And that's the end of the season premiere proper. And then there's a tag mm-hmm. where Jack, still a mess, standing there exactly as he was. Mm-hmm. And RF comes in. And does this whole monologue about how he knows what he's got to do. He's going to prove to the girls that he's too old for them. He's going to get a rocking chair and he's going to get this and that. And he's going to rent a cat, which we also do. We rent a cat. We rent a cat too. So um, that that's true. You do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's actually and, a thing. Um, yeah. It's the second time we've rented a cat. So. <clears throat> and then he's like, and then they'll know that I'm too old for them. I thought that was really funny, a little monologue. I thought it was Mm -hmm. really funny. And, you You know, know, he's, he's really, he's, 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 uh, he's really selling it. And then he goes, he's like, ah, you're right. They'll never buy it or whatever. Yeah. And then he's, and then he turns back around. He says, and I'll tell you something else, Jack, you're a sloppy eater. And everybody Laughs and applause, and that's the end of it. It's a terrible ending to what was a like really kind of great, super farcy episode. Listen, it's not a great last line, but it was. It wasn't a terrible ending. Furley had his monologue. It was good. It was pretty good. This this is this episode was blah. This episode was very interesting in that from the jump, the writing is way tight, meaning. Yeah. Like they're just kind of handing each other like laugh lines and jokes and the narrative is there in terms of the story and it feels different. It feels like the camera's moving different. Every year of Three's Company, it feels like it gets like a little bit of an upgrade. It's very weird. Um but then also this is like, you know, the height of Three's Company misconstruance farce mm-hmm. like it's so crazy to me how <laughs> it's just again. This is a whole new show again. Um, yeah. After now having wrapped on season four, what's interesting to me too is how little Furley actually was in season four, and I hope to see him a lot more in season five because so far he's off to a, a real big bang. But um, interesting like, episode, I say. I mm-hmm. feel like Mattia will have noticed this. Didn't you notice that? That Jack's arms were particularly buff. thick. Yes. yes, I was like, is it because he's wearing that pink? Uh, what is that? What is the, the alligator polo? company? Izod. Yeah. yeah, it's uh, it's an Izod, but it's also what is that? Lacoste. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So he's wearing that pink Lacoste polo, which you could find today on anybody. Uh, but yeah. his arms look yoked, like he had been working all summer on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it yeah, was weird. yeah. Sure, he was. He's probably doing that hero at large movie or something. Oh, I don't know. I don't know about don't that. Know. Anyway, uh, yeah. what do you give it, Matteo? 
You know, I don't know. This was up and down. This is one of those Three's Company episodes where I think it does pass the Tucker rule. I wouldn't turn it off. But it's it's frustrating in that if everybody – Jack had just thought about this like for 15 seconds. He would know that like eventually this was all going to go to crap. I know. I know. I know. I know. The Jason principle. Jason keeps telling us on Facebook we've got to stop <laughs> – being so serious about this like mm-hmm. we've got to just take it for what it is yeah. the farce and the fun and all of listen that. i know i have a problem i do i do <laughs> and it's just because you know i am a oh this is so terrible but i i mean i went to you know i, I did the writing school and i yeah, it's yeah, so close yeah. and it could be so good especially because the cast was so fantastic and you got don nuts and jack Tripper, whatever. Okay. Um, I'm going to give this one uh, out of four. I'm going to give it a 3.75 solid Dominomini Boost. Wow. Yeah. That's good. Okay. Yeah. I am going to agree. I'm going to give it three and three quarters stars. Ooh. Which right. I, that's maybe the highest I've done. I will say, yeah, it's very good. Uh, I will say that I like, I like um, where Jack's headed. I feel like they've, Reembraced the ladies' man aspect of Jack, mm-hmm. and uh-huh. but made him uh, kept him lovable by keeping him out of Wervert land. Like, yeah, and mm-hmm. I, I, I kind of yes. like that. This feels like the Jack that we think of yeah. when we think of Jack Trip. Yeah, yeah, and he fell I, down. It's like a they've lot. taken. Mm-hmm. Yes, they've he taken John Ritter a lot. <laughs> And Jack Tripper, and they have now mm-hmm. found the happy medium. Yeah, yeah. I think so. Hopefully, it stays there. Yeah, um, right. Anyway, I'm going to give it a. I'm going to give it a four out of five. Okay. Mm. That's solid. It's got room to grow, but it's a good one. Yeah. You know. Had Larry in it too. This was this was difficult <laughs> because it was like. Like I feel like we're not giving it its due, maybe in the in our like recap of it because it's like having to recap like noises off or Clue or something. Yeah, like it was yeah, so fast it was paced and so much mm-hmm. was going on. It, it was, was dense. Really yeah, hard to recapture. Yeah, agree. And 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 I think that's the key to it is that it's like all you need to know is that Jack's you know too horny to control himself and he and has he's got to. So many dates. Yeah. But and then you just go with the flow of it because they never stop long enough, you know. Because you know, when you're watching this in the wild, (laughs) (laughs) as we did as children, you're not spending like an hour and six minutes dissecting it. No, you know, it's like (laughs) it's on and it's off, and you're like, That was fun, that was fun. I'm gonna go have a little cheese about it. And that's the way it's supposed tomato, to be. Little tomato soup and a grilled cheese. What are you gonna do? Come that on, yeah, who cares? Great. Doesn't that sound good? All yeah. right, get out All your right. balls. All right. Next week, here we go. Yes, it is called "And Justice for Jack." Oh. All right. Uh, in this episode, um. Well, let's see. Uh, oh, Jack's up for one of his very first chefing jobs. And uh, he he doesn't get it uh, because uh, Mr. Furley 
accidentally switches a box that Jack had left by his door that he planned to take to cooking to the audition or the cooking tryout, whatever you call it. Cooking audition. <laughs> I don't know. And um and they switch boxes and so Jack shows up and it and it, you know, it's like a box full of like hula girls and beer steins. And um, he doesn't get the job, but Mr. Furley, uh, Larry, Larry drags Mr. Furley down to the restaurant to demand that Jack get a second chance. And so uh, this time the girls uh, buy him a, an apron. They show up with a new apron, a lucky apron, and uh, send him off to the cooking audition where he wins. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really tired. And I'm justice so tired. for Jack. And that's he justice for Jack. Cooking audition. He does. I love it. I love the idea of a cooking audition, which is I. I think I always call job interviews auditions. I forget that they're not. <laughs> I don't even know what regular people do. I audition. <laughs> <laughs> I got to send a tape it. and headshots. Yeah. All right. Well, <laughs> what a That's week. What a week. We... Gig. <laughs> That's true. That's tr- Is that true? <laughs> no. Alicia and I I basically showed up. Alicia and I had a running bit about this woman who thinks that you get a job as a secretary by running for the office. (laughs) (laughs) Her name's Marianne and she's running for secretary. And she just like goes into an office and is like has signs and people with t shirts Uh and stuff. And they're like, Marianne for secretary. (laughs) And that's jobs. Yeah. That's so cute. That's just a little character we're workshopping. You should like start a petition for whatever job you want and yeah. then present it at the, the place, whatever it may be. It's getting to be that time of year where normally I would be asking my boss if I'd made partner. Oh, yeah. I, I used to do that. Every year. <laughs> <laughs> now I've got to ask. I don't think Steve's going to think it's as funny. Oh, so No, I think, he'll, I think he'll fall over. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, hey, you know what? If you don't ask. You yeah. Don't yeah, you never know. That's you right. never know. I'll well, well I'll let asking. you guys know. All I'll right. let you guys know. Let's uh, let's toast to the first episode of season five. Season five. First episode of season five. Yay. It's going to be great. Five is alive. Thank you.